Good day, this is Teacher Dean from Apostolic Radio Ministries International. Again, this is Teacher Dean from Apostolic Radio Ministries International. And today I am going to talk about a blessing in disguise. Again, it's a blessing in disguise. I will focus my chapters on Genesis chapter 27. Again, Genesis chapter 27. And then I will focus on another chapter later. Now, Genesis chapter 7. And I'm going to go down to the story of Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau. Now, when we look at the story, it's talking about two brothers. The first or the eldest brother, it is customary for him to get the blessing. However, the younger brother, Jacob, had a zeal, a wanting, a desire for the blessing. We also see that in another scripture that God said he loved Jacob more. And it could be because of his persistence. It could be because he hungered more after the blessing. So, I wanted to talk not in the perspective that he stole the blessing, but in that he wanted the blessing more. Many times we looked at the story and says, Jacob stole Esau's blessing. But when I look at the story, I also see that Esau gave up his blessing for a mere cup of soup. So you give up your blessing for a cup of soup. When did Esau realize that a cup of soup is not worth the blessing? When did he realize that he was giving up something of value? When did he realize? And that is where I want to focus my attention on. So... If we go to Genesis chapter 27 and we look at verse 22 all the way down and it says, And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him, 
and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hand was hairy as his brother Esau's hand, so he blessed him. Now, he blessed him. There is something about the blessing that it could not be reversed. There is something about the blessing where it could not be reversed. And yes, it is true that his mother helped him. So his mother helped him. However, what was the other brother's role? What was Esau's role? What was his part? What did he do? To secure his blessing. So. If we read the entire book of Genesis. We can see that Esau later went. To get his blessing. He saw that Esau. If we go to Genesis chapter 28. He says, when Esau saw that Isaac has blessed Jacob and sent him away to Pan the Aram to take him away from them, and that as he has blessed him, he gave him charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Pan the Aram. And Esau seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac, his father. Then went Esau unto Ishmael and took the wives which he hath Malatha, the daughter of Ishmael's brother's son, the sister of Nebuchadnezzar, to be his wife. And Jacob went from Beersheba and went towards Aaron. Now, in this scripture, I am seeing that there is a reverse in the blessing. There is a reverse in the blessing for those that are willing to work harder. Those that are willing to do whatever it takes to get the blessing. I am not encouraging stealing a blessing. I am looking at putting your labor in. Putting your time in. Putting your effort in. In order to get the blessing. So what do we do when we put our time in? When we put 
our worship in. When we serve the way we should serve. When we work harder than the rest. How do we expect the Heavenly Father to bless us? Do we expect equal blessing when our level of support or our level of work is not the same? Do we expect equal blessing when our level of commitment is not the same? How do we expect the Heavenly Father to bless us when we are not willing to fight? When we are not willing to wrestle? When we are not willing to give more than others? Sometimes we have to live in different situations. Sometimes we have to live through tougher situations. But there's something about labor when your labor is not in vain. When your labor is so much that you will give up anything, you will give up separation. You will give us, give up anything in order to get the blessing. The question comes to my head is, and I don't think I am original with this, why did God love Jacob? We see that in Malachi chapter 1, verse 3. We also saw that in Romans 9. Right? In Romans 9, verse 13, it says, Just as it's written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What makes it be... That God loved Jacob over Esau. Remember, in our heads, Jacob is the one that stole the blessing. What increased God's love for that thief? What did he do better than his brother? And again, I believe it's the sacrifice. I believe it's a commitment. I believe it's doing without that made the major difference. And if we notice, when we're talking about God loved Jacob more. We're talking about the love that he has. That when 
he went to even bless Jacob's children. He also did a blessing in disguise. So, even though we all see the story in one way, God saw the story in another way. The blessing in disguise came at the beginning. In Genesis 27, the blessing in disguise is also repeated in Romans 9. So, we also see in a third part of the Bible that when there was a blessing to give to another son, that it was also reversed. It is customary that the older child get the blessing. It is customary that a certain individual may get the blessing. But what happens when you put the effort when you maintain morals, when you maintain what God wants you to do, when you don't put things out of whack, what happens when you're willing to join forces for the kingdom what happens when you're willing to give up yourself what happens when you swallow your pride what does God do differently for those individuals So, we are looking at it from that perspective. Sometimes the blessings will become in disguise. Sometimes there will be a blessing in disguise. And if we looked in the scripture... We could see many things happening. Many, many, many different ways for things to happen. However, we notice that God can do a blessing in disguise. We can see that God could bless people when you think they don't deserve the blessing. How do I think 
or why do I think that way? It says, when he went to bless, right? Manasseh. And who is Manasseh? He went to bless Manasseh. And it appears as if Jacob's hands appear to be on Ephraim's head. And Joseph says, but you got this hand mixed up. You got this thing all confused. And that is in what book of the Bible? Genesis 48. Genesis 48. And when we look at it, it says Joseph was told that his father Jacob had become very sick. So Joseph went to see him and took two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Joseph arrived, someone told Jacob, your son Joseph has come to see you. Jacob sat up in the bed, but it took almost all his strength. Then he says, Jacob told Joseph, God all-powerful appeared to me at last in the land of Canaan where he gave me his blessing. And promise I will give it to a large family with many descendants that will grow into a nation. Notice. The Bible says it will grow into a nation. And he says, and I'm giving you this land that will belong to you and your family forever. Then Jacob went on to say, Joseph. Your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, were born in Egypt. But I accept them as my own. Just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. Any children you have later will be considered yours. But your inheritance will come from Ephraim and Manasseh. Your inheritance will come from Ephraim and Manasseh. I'm skipping down to verse number 8. Jacob was very old and almost blind. He did not recognize the two boys, so he asked Joseph, Who are the boys? Joseph answered, These are my sons. God has given them to me here in Egypt. Says Jacob says, Bring them to me. Jacob says, I want to give them my blessing. Joseph brought the boys to him and he hugged and kissed them. So he did what? He hugged. And he kissed them. Now, if we go over 
and we read this story. And I'm jumping down to verse 13. After Joseph got up, he brought up his two sons over to Jacob again. He led his younger son Ephraim to the left side of Jacob and his older son Manasseh to the right. But before Jacob gave his blessing, he crossed his arm, putting his hand on the head of Ephraim and his left hand on the head of Manasseh. Then he gave Joseph his blessing and says, my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac worshipped the Lord God. He had been with me all his life, and his angel has kept me. Now I pray that these boys and that thy, my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac will live on because of them. And I ask God to give them many children and many descendants as well. Look at this, it says Joseph did not like this. When he saw his father place his hand on the head of the younger son, Joseph did not like it. And he said in verse 18, Father, you have made a mistake. This is the older boy. Put your hand on him. And the father said, Ah, you know what I'm doing. It is true that Manasseh's family will someday become a great nation, but Ephraim will be even greater than Manasseh. And you may say, Teacher Dean, why are we going through this? Why are you reading all of this? I want you to go back to Jacob's life. Jacob was the younger son. He got the blessing. I did not say he got it correctly, but he wanted it more. Notice, God said he loved Jacob more. Now, when it came time for Jacob now to give the blessing, it was also in the reverse. He is now to give the blessing to Joseph's sons, his grandsons. It went in the reverse. And this is why I call it the blessing in disguise. What we are looking for is tradition. What we are looking for is the same thing happening over and over again. But there must have been reasons why when it came to passing down the blessing it was not done in the traditional way. It was reverse. My question comes, do we want God 
to reverse the blessing? Do we want God to give us that blessing in disguise? Do we want God to create that scenario that we remain blessed? And what is blessed? Blessed is something that God will do for you. He will, as we say, open doors that no man can shut. He will open opportunities for us that others can't take from us. He will open opportunities for us that people will marvel about. How did they get to that point? He will open things for us that only he alone can open. So where is our blessing in disguise? Where is our nations? Where is it going to come from? Just in the same way that you worked harder. You suffered more. Your descendants may also get that blessing in disguise. Both of your descendants may be blessed. One may be blessed a little more. So this is where I wanted to point out blessing in disguise. Genesis 27, Jacob and Esau. Jacob may not have gotten the correct way, but he ended up being the one that God loved more. That was a blessing in disguise. Joseph was the son of Jacob. And although Joseph did everything well, when it came to blessing of his son Ephraim and Manasseh, there was a blessing in disguise. Sometimes we need a blessing in disguise. Sometimes we need that blessing in disguise. There will be that child. There will be that member. There will be that person that works harder. Suffers more. Quietly. Sometimes openly. But there will be that blessing in disguise. Sometimes that is how your blessing will come. Sometimes you have to work in silence for that blessing. Sometimes you have to weep in silence for that blessing. I also remember two sisters. Two sisters in the Bible. And one was always being teased. And the other one 
had everything she wanted. But eventually she got the child that she wanted. There was that blessing in disguise. There was that blessing that should have never come. There was that blessing in disguise. So there's streets and years in my head where you can get the blessing in disguise. Is it the way that we think it should be? No. Is it the way that we want it to be? No. Is it the way that we prefer it to be? No. But it is the way that God made it happen because of our efforts, because of our commitments, because of the way we treat others. Look for your blessing in disguise. In Jesus' name.